Um, Mr. Gene, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for inviting me. Getting into this race and who gets to go into this race, and it's become a bit of a story. I don't know. What's your take on this? Should Dr. Sherman be allowed to contest the contest if he hasn't been in there and hasn't got the waiver? I mean, Michelle Rempel-Garner got the waiver. What would you like to see as qualifications for being in this race? Well, uh, I think that there has to be a vetting process, but the more people that get involved and the bigger the tent is, the better off we are to represent all Albertans. So, you know, from my perspective, I've been clear that I would like as many candidates to join the race as possible so we can have good discussion, good policy, and as a result, good outcomes. Um, Inflation rate came out today, 8.1%, much of it, almost all of it being driven by gas prices. And you've been talking a lot about gas prices. So I want to speak to you about um, some of the plans you've came to provide relief um, for Albertans. Um, Basically, to start, you're saying it's retailers, right? That's what's happening. Retailers, I mean, you're certainly hinting at, if not outright, saying retailers are ripping off Albertans here. Well, wholesale or retailers, it depends on how you buy it. But yes, it, it appears... That in Ontario, for instance, and, and usually for Alberta, we're, we're seeing a six to nine cent profit. Uh, and right now we're seeing 30 cents and more. So it does appear like somebody is ripping us off at the pumps. And I think we need to do everything we possibly can to uh, reduce those prices. That's why I've proposed a an owner's discount on royalties. I don't think Albertans should be paying royalties on products that are made in Alberta, especially oil and uh the opportunity with that combined with the gas tax elimination uh, previously will bring us up to about 30 cents a litre off at current prices. So um, I think some of my proposals will lower costs for Albertans on everyday items, which are very important. And of course, that reduction on the 380,000 barrels per day that Albertans consume will also mean more productivity, uh, more money to spend on the things that they want, like vacations and, and their children. Uh, I just think that we should lessen the burden on taxpayers. And right now, that's the most important thing we can do. It would take a pretty good bite out of the bottom line for the province, wouldn't it? What do you do to make up with the shortfall in revenue that you'd be uh, discounting? Well, the the nice part about this is that that revenue taken off the fiscal capacity of Alberta also affects the equalization program and means that we have less money to send to Quebec, which I'm good with that. It's income tax. How does this change income tax? It doesn't change income tax, but it actually lowers the fiscal capacity much the same as what Quebec does with their hydroelectricity. They produce right, hydroelectricity okay. and they subsidize it to their citizens, and, and we're going to do the same thing. We own this. The people of Alberta own the natural resources of our province, and in particular oil, and we're going to make sure that oil doesn't have a markup on it to the people that own it. And so they'll receive a discount, and that'll increase productivity. It'll, it'll decrease the amount of money we send to Ottawa. And I think it'll help not just... Uh, people that drive around all day and, you know, do what they need to do for work. But think of this generally, Albertans, farmers, businesses, charities, municipalities, all will benefit from a policy that reduces inflation in Alberta and makes us all more competitive. Absolutely. And even my, even my policies, like my call for gasoline retailers to stop gouging. In the last several months, as I mentioned, the retail margin on gasoline and diesel has gone to record highs. And that, that is unacceptable. There's no reason for that. I, I suggest that we shine a big light on it. But the truth is, if that big light doesn't shine bright enough to make them reduce the prices and make them competitive, then we're going to have to do more. We might have to look at regulation. There's three other provinces in Canada that do have regulation. They have a maximum price they can charge and allow them to you know, be competitive within that maximum price. But that should be our last resort. But it appears if, if the retailers and wholesalers can't be more competitive and don't stop taking advantage of a situation of the 
fluctuation in prices, which they are, um, we need to do something. It greatly affects our productivity and, and everyone. Well, you know. it certainly does increase uh, cost of living right across the board. I would agree with you 100% there. Interesting. Okay. Um, one of the other discussions, and we've had many guests on the show, um, both within the uh, provincial scene and federally, talking about, um, and as you say, you want as many voices as you can possibly get within this leadership can, uh, contest. A lot of people worried that some of the voices are leaning towards extremism, um, going too far away from where the Conservatives need to be in order to be elected. Where do you stand on how far this party needs to go? When you talk about unity, we know there's two camps within the Conservative Party. There's the farther to the right and there's the more centrist. How do you bring those two together without dipping off too far one way or the other? By focusing on the things that bring us together. Uh, that's what we have to do. We have to be more positive. We have to focus on the uh, the things that we have in common, not the things we have separate, and, and bring Albertans together. We not, don't just have to bring the party together and the members together and the caucus together. We have to bring Albertans together. And, you know, let's be clear, the UCP is not a sovereignist or a separatist party. That's not who we are. That is not who we want to be. We need to fight injustice in Ottawa. Let's fix the Constitution. Let's change bad laws. Let's try to fix Canada. I, I love Canada. I just love Alberta more. And I think we need to be hopeful and optimistic that we can do those things and, and sit down at the table. And we don't need to jump into a divorce uh, without even looking at how we can work it out and make things happen. I, you know, my focus is that I think Albertans need to be the happiest, healthiest, most free and most prosperous people in the world. I think uh, that's clear that my campaign is about autonomy. And I think autonomy is the tool that gets Albertans these great things and I think those great things would be fantastic. We'd be an example to the rest of the world. Uh, and this seems to be the central theme of the campaign, so let's spend a minute or two on it. We talk about autonomy. You're saying it's not sovereignty. It's not separatism. I mean, how do you walk that line? What's different? Uh, a lot of people within the UCP say, you know, Jason Kenney took that approach, too. We're not talking about separation. We're not talking about sovereignty. We're going to get a better deal within Confederation. That was the line. Um, sounds like you're saying the same thing. What's different? How are you going to get a better deal when Jason Kenney couldn't? I think it's about uh, passion and desire, and I have a passion and desire to do that, and I've had a passion and desire to do that for a long time. I want to make sure that we get a government that is in line with the wants and needs and values of Albertans, and that's why autonomy is my central theme. It's personal autonomy, means my body, my choice. Financial autonomy, professional, personal professional autonomy, your job. Uh, community autonomy, which means communities within communities, not just Calgary and Edmonton, Fort McMurray, Grand Prairie, and Medicine Hat. It means communities, Sikh, Muslim, Christian, uh, non-believer. Those, those communities get to have the opportunity to prioritize their wants, their needs, and their values. And I think it's very important to do that. And of course, uh, Alberta's greater autonomy within Canada, which means that we, as Albertans, get to push more towards our own values and interests. And I think uh, that's clear that we have to do that within the rule of law. We don't have to talk about things like separation without having an opportunity to sit down around the table and, and do some negotiating and, and have the opportunity to open it. Right now, provinces right across Canada want to open up the Constitution as it relates to health care. Uh, we know that there's a huge disparity between what, what health care costs and what we get from the federal government. We also know that we have a huge issue about, uh, you know, the, the House and, and the Senate and how much say we have in Alberta. We have very little say compared to our population and compared to what we need to to work towards Alberta. 
uh, and Albertans in particular, let's look at the tanker ban. We need to appeal the tanker ban that's on our West Coast. That's unfair, and it's treating one province differently than the others. We need to make sure we challenge the federal government on each and every step of that. And as most people know, Shay, and I think you do, I was a litigator for 10 years in Alberta. I understand the Constitution and what needs to be done. And I'm not going to make up stories or make up fantasies so people can think that something's going to work when it's not. I'm going to deal with it every day. On the very first day of being elected, I'm going to send legal notice to the Premier of of every single province and the Prime Minister, letting them know that according to the Constitution and the interpretation by the Supreme Court of Canada, that we want to, and the mandate, the 62% mandate, by the way, which is the biggest mandate anybody in Alberta ever got as a government, um, we're going to go to those people and say we want to open up the Constitution, and most of them do too because there's a lot of dissatisfaction in Confederation right now. We know we know that if we work together, we can fix it. And Albertans, I think, have a, a lot of hope and a lot of optimism that we can fix it if we sit down and talk about it, and that's what I'm going to do. But, um, uh, it, it's about sending those legal notices and making sure we take them to task on every single opportunity we do when they infringe on Section 92 of the Constitution, which is obviously Albertans' rights and Alberta's uh, jurisdiction. Sending letters and asking for that, and if they say no? It's a legal notice. We can then go to the Supreme Court of Canada, mm-hmm. and we can ask for a reference. Uh, we're allowed to do that. Certainly, absolutely. And, okay. and you know what? Let's, let's be clear, Shay. We had this referendum, 62%, in a, yep. and the Premier was not very popular at the time. Yep. And I think it would have been much higher if it would have been more more yeah, of a... I agree, you know, but who discussion. cares? I mean, why does well, somebody I, in Quebec I, I or in Nova Scotia or in Ontario care if 62 or 72 or 82 percent of Albertans, if they don't want to, they don't want to? Because they have to. The Supreme Court of Canada, that we, it's not just the supremacy of the parliaments. The Supreme Court of Canada has a say, too. And if you look at the decision that was that was made in the reference case in, in the 90s, they clearly laid out that if one jurisdiction receives a mandate from the people on a clear question that the rest of the country has an obligation to open it up. That, that's what the law and, is and have and, and look at it and discuss it, and then you would need to get two-thirds of them to agree to change it. For sure. But right. they need two-thirds of us to change it, too, and there's a lot of discussion about health care right now, and there's a lot of discussions. A lot of provinces are not happy with that serve large populations sure. of citizens. So we need to sit down before something uh, ridiculous happens, to our country, we need to sit down and have a discussion about how to solve it, Shay. It's just as simple as that. You would do no less if you had a partner that you weren't getting along with. You would sit down at the table and maybe have a cup of tea and talk about how we can change things, how we can maybe have some mutual respect, how we can maybe have some mutual say in our houses, the Senate and and the House of Commons. I, I agree just with have the opportunity to have proper health care funding so our health care system isn't on the verge of collapse. I agree with you. I agree with you, Brian. But I think those conversations have been had. I mean, the 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 premier's conference last week was all about that, and every one of those premiers came out time and time and time again saying the deal isn't working for them. I just don't see how this is different. See, they're ready to open up the constitution too. Nobody said that. Uh, Well, you just said it's not working, and when things don't work, you have to go back to the contract and renegotiate. Okay, I hear what you. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. Last question. Hey, I'm I'm a business person. I've opened and operated more than 20 businesses in in Alberta. Yeah, I love Alberta, by the way. And I I've done that. I've done that by way of contracts and entering into contracts with people and negotiating the terms of those contracts. Just like I've done the same. And when those contracts fall apart, part I go to court to enforce them. But they often don't fall apart if you have the ability to focus on the things that bring you together and and talk about how you can make things right. fair for everybody. And we have some amazing opportunities in Alberta. I, I think our future is in 
hugely bright if we do it right. Fair if enough. we do these things right, things are going to be incredible for us and for Canada because we're, we're going to have an opportunity to renegotiate the terms that are not working. All right. You know, we're 200 years later. We need something different than what they thought about 200 years ago. And, and it's a living document, the Constitution. Well, I agree. It's I, not I, changing that. I, I, I'm not disagreeing. I, I just, I'm not, I don't think I'm as optimistic as you that the rest of the country is willing to make some of the concessions that you think they are. But you're right. You absolutely are, are fully within your power to go ahead and try that. Last question for you. Um, if you don't win leadership, if you don't become leader of the UCP, is that it? Does Brian Jean leave or does Brian Jean stick around and try and be a team player? I'm a team player. I always have been a team player. Last time I left, because you know, within a year of that, my wife, uh, my 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 mother, and my my sister uh, died, and my wife had, gave birth to our child and had a be medevac there, medevac to Edmonton. So there was a lot of stuff going on in my life right mm-hmm. then. And uh, let's be clear: um, I was hopeful that Jason Kenney would be successful. I was hoping that the UCP would govern Alberta so that my businesses and my family would do well. It did not happen. I have taken care of business. I have taken care of my family. I am back. Mr. Gene, I appreciate your time, uh, and I thank you for your honesty and being open, and uh, we'll chat again as this goes along. Thank you very much, Shane. Thanks to your listeners. I've enjoyed myself. And, you know, if you have any more questions, feel free to reach out anytime. Okay, thanks very much, sir. That is Brian Gene, one of the uh, candidates running for leadership of the UCP.